0: It's Coincidence is awesome. And I don't hardly believe in coincidence anymore. I think God has a purpose for everything. Coincidence kind of went out the window when I found God, you know, and started walking the way I should. And coincidence isn't a, isn't a part of my life anymore, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you would please bow with me, let's start with a word of prayer. Lord God, we kept you tonight, Lord, just so thankful for the opportunity to, to be back, Lord, together with friends and not only friends, Lord, but brothers and sisters, Lord, we share the same blood with one another, Lord, the sooner that we can realize that, the Lord, I believe the sooner you can start using us to your true form and, and to your glory, Lord, we just pray that you would show us the things that you would have us see tonight, God, and let us hear the things that you would have us hear, Lord, that we could build a kingdom that you would have us build, Lord, we want to do everything for your glory, Lord, that we can help reach others, Lord, that we can reach the lost, Lord, that we can be your hands and feet here on earth, Lord, that we could hollow ourselves out, that you could fill us with the things that you would have for us, Lord, because we know that's best. God, we just pray all these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. So, it's back towards the back. Uh, we're going to be in chapter 3. Brother Bob started us off pretty good. Uh, he kind of led into a segue of of what we can do with the words that we speak. Uh, you know, I don't think we give enough credit to the words that we say a lot of times. Uh, you get in conversations where you can talk about anything under the sun, and I used to get into a lot of conversations um, about my past, and and you call it reliving the glory days, or or whatever you would say. But as my walk with the Lord has increased, I had come to understand and find out that my past isn't so much my glory days. Um, oh, sorry, Jeffrey, I've... the one person that sets up front, and I'm not up at the front tonight. <laughs> So, but anyway, I had a history of having fun, like a lot of other teens do. Uh, went to college, had a lot of fun. Um, most of the time, my my fun included alcohol, or so I thought that was fun. Um, but I found myself as at the beginning of what I would call my true lock with the Lord and in, in growth. Um, The stories became not so funny anymore. Um, The stories that I I used to, I don't know, you I don't know if you would call it proud moments, but things that you kind of used to take ownership of because they were funny or a little bit daring or, or things like that when guys get together and talk about different things and accomplishments and things like that. But anyway, I've got to a point in my life where I became more ashamed of those stories than than they were funny. And uh, I have to say that I'm kind of glad that I got there because now I can hang around with a group of guys and and they start sharing times of past and and things of that nature and and it doesn't drag me into that anymore. I don't get drugged into those conversations and sharing about what I used to be. And it's exciting to me that I can get to that point. Misty even got to the point where she's like, you know, some of those stories I just don't want to hear. I don't want to know, you know. Um, because, quite frankly, I I was a different person when I was around Misty. She was calm and brought up in church, and that was the side of me she got. And then when I wasn't with her, I was a different person. and And that got me into some trouble. And. I'm thankful that she's still around, even though she knows now. But it got to the point where I would get together with buddies, and she's like, You know, just not with me around. If you're going to share those stories, just don't with me around. And it kind of brought some light into my life um, about what my stories were doing. You know, I thought it was a good time, and reminiscing with my buddies. But all it was doing was tearing down something that was important to me, and that was my relationship with my wife, because there was a whole segment of my life that I thought was fun and and good to talk about, but she didn't enjoy them like I did. And I can assure you that God didn't enjoy the words that were spoken. And so as we get into this tonight, I just want everybody to be aware with how they talk to whoever they're talking to. I used to have a real bad problem with swearing and using cuss words. And at home, around my kids and my family, I, you wouldn't hear me say a cuss word. I could smack my finger with a hammer and you wouldn't hear me say it. i get to work and it was every other word. And you get to trying to grow and, and be better. You know, I got to examining my life and I think self-exam is very important. And when I start trying to grow, what's some of the things that I could do to be better? I don't need to use profane language around anybody. So I thought it was going to be a very hard task to do, but it turns out it wasn't that hard once I started acknowledging that I had a problem to fix it. And so even kind of as I was growing and I was walking along, you know, just like I said this morning with the guy playing basketball, it's gotten to the point where other people recognize that I don't swear ever. it doesn't matter I I may say gosh dang pretty loud if I get hurt but I just I just don't do it anymore it's just not part of me and I'm I'm happy to say that God has has helped me through that because I prayed a lot about it but in every situation Speaking, you know, the boldness of the throne is kind of where we need to be. And we talked about building up in our walk and and how that's important to not only us, but to other people and the fruits of our labor. We can produce bad fruit in a bad situation just as easily as we can produce good fruit in a good situation. But it shouldn't matter what situation we're in. We should always be trying to produce good fruit. So we have to be careful. But I'm going to start in chapter 3, verse 1. It says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. He's talking about teachers, that thou will seek or will get a stricter judgment. In verse 2 it says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. That's a pretty bold statement if you think about it. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. That is pretty remarkable. And then he goes on, he talks about it, he gives an example. In verse 3, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. You know the reaction and i don't know a lot about horses i'm not the hugest fan of horses um, but i've learned a lot because misty is and i had to learn a whole lot but there's a lot of things that we can do with bits and horses mouths and i'm not getting into it because i don't know a whole lot but I also know you can control a horse by their mouth but you can also make them sore and they'll rear up and do different things if you have the wrong bit in their mouth so what is in the mouth Makes a difference. It can do good things or it can do bad things. In verse 4, it says, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth you talk about the ship and he's talking about fierce winds and how it takes a great big wind to move a great big ship but it's controlled by a little bitty paddle on the back that's what he's talking about with the tongue you got this large body now mine's larger than most but you got a bigger body but it's controlled by this little thing what comes out of your mouth you know jesus talked in a parable when he was talking to the pharisees and they were wondering why the disciples weren't washing their hands and how it went against what they, were, what they stood for and, and the traditions of the old. And he told them, he said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles the man, but what comes out. Yep. So we have to learn to be careful that our tongue holds a lot of power. And in verse 6, and it says, The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind but the tongue can no man tame it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison i don't know if you've ever seen it I resort a lot to sports analogies because I was big into sports growing up. I'm not as big into sports now as I've had my own kids and stuff, but they're pulling me back into sports as we coach and things like that. But you can see a good coach by what he tells and how he acts around his team or a boss or anything, the people that didn't play sports, because the way they talk to their people. The way they talk to their employees or the way they talk to their team can make a huge difference on how good their team is. Because they can take time and they can encourage a team and they can encourage a member and they can spend their time building him up and pushing him to be better or they can spend a whole lot of time tearing him down. I've seen good coaches and bad coaches in all different ages of sports and what hurts me the most is when you get the coaches yelling at kids about this tall about how they've done wrong and how they don't know what they're doing and how they're never going to be good. That can absolutely ruin the life of a little kid. That coach may be the only main influence in that kid's life. Even if it's not the only influence in his life, it's still an influence in that kid's life. So the things that we tell our children and the things, not only that we tell our children, but the things that we tell each other Can make all the difference in the world because we spend a whole lot of time in the world nowadays trying to point out things that other people are doing that makes us feel better well I go to church every Sunday and his don't so I've got the one up on that and I go to Sunday night and he doesn't go to Sunday night and so I'm I'm there we try to justify and we try to look at other people as we're judging ourselves but we want to look at what truly matters and that's, we're here to build. We want to, that person that's not coming on Sunday night but I am, maybe I need to invite him to come Sunday night and not just look at him and say, you're not coming Sunday night, man, you've got a problem. You're probably not doing what you should be doing. That's not helping anything. I mean, maybe somebody needs to be talked to like that, but I'm going to assure you it's few and far between. probably needs to be handled a little better. I always go back to the story about a guy, went up to a guy and he just felt the overwhelming urge and he said, you're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. True, but that's not going to appeal to very many people. Now, that's what God gave him to say to that guy because it worked and he received salvation but sometimes we've got to use that bridle because we can tear people down way faster than we can build them up just like i forgot who was talking about it tonight in the study downstairs that you know two steps forward three steps. Levice, was that you it's easy it's easy for somebody to tear somebody else down it's a lot harder for somebody to build somebody else up and that's what he's talking about the tongue how we can build each other up or we can tear each other down it's in verse 9 it says therewith bless we god even the father and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of god out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing my brethren these things ought not be so these things ought not so to be So he's saying you can't do both. You shouldn't do both. You ever heard that term, you're going to kiss your mother with that mouth? I mean, it's relevant because we shouldn't praise God on Sunday morning and then curse somebody that cut us off in traffic on the way to church Sunday night. In all situations, giving glory to the kingdom not in some situations, not in the convenient times only, not in the good times, not when you're up on the hill, but when you smack your thumb with a hammer, but your kid's sitting right there. And not only if your kid's sitting right there, but just because you're there by yourself and you're in the presence of God, because God is with us always. So the power of the tongue And I always love the term, speak life. You can speak life into people. Literally, you can speak life into people. I had the privilege one time, God used me in a very special way. Uh, One of my cousins that I used to work with and I had changed jobs. And I got to spend quite a little bit of time with him because we split off on teams and he ended up, me and him was a team alone and we spent hours and hours and hours driving and he's like i just don't understand why my life is going the way it is and he had had some pretty serious medical problems um, about had his arm cut off by a chainsaw about bled to death i mean he had still didn't have full use of his hand but he was a go-getter he was a hard worker he didn't he didn't use that as a crutch but I got a chance to witness to him a little bit. And I told him, I was like, man, I was like, from the life that you've led up to this point, I said, what good have you done for other people? I mean, you know, he had been with married women, girlfriends. It just didn't matter to him. He lived a, a lifestyle that he just done whatever he wanted to do. And he'd end up in a lot of fights just different things. And I'm just like, man, look, you know, you got to kind of take a gander at what you've done. You're kind of responsible for some of this. You've got to take a, take ownership. I said, what I always try to do, I said, I get in my Bible and I read and I pray. And I said, I try to do right by people. I said, not everything's still going to go right. But I said a lot more things are going to go right. If I do people right than if I do people wrong. You know, I mean, the guy's probably not going to want to fight me if I didn't just drop his wife off at his house. That's a situation that I can avoid by not doing that. And so anyway, this was kind of the deal of this guy, and we got to talk a lot, and he got got started reading his Bible. And I gave him a Bible, and we got to talking about things. But anyway, I left that job, and... Probably a month and a half to two months later, he called me and he was crying. And I said, Man, what's going on? You know? And he said, I've had enough. This is it. And I said, What are you talking about? He's like, I life just keeps steamrolling me. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done with life. And you're the only person I knew to call. And God took over. And I couldn't even tell you what I said on the phone. <clears throat> But when I got off the phone he said you're right there is a reason to live he had just had a baby and that phone conversation I looked at my phone it lasted for 45 minutes and I couldn't tell you a single word that I said I remember the first and I remember the last but God literally used me to speak life back into that person so you can't come at me and tell me that the things we say to one another don't matter because they do you can literally speak life into people you can take a person and you can tell when not a lot of people acknowledge them on the street because when you say hi to them they're just like and you get this shocked expression on their face or or you could tell when somebody's having a bad day and you're like hey it's good to see you they get a little bit of life back in them it brings a little bit of joy taking time to talk to people in a positive way no matter what's going on will affect their life and yours we talk about how the tongue can affect things but it affects everything how you speak affects everything because i believe how you speak is a reflection of what is on the inside so whatever your heart desires on the inside is what's going to come out of your mouth. And so when I wasn't truly desiring the Lord and my, my faith wasn't there like it is now, not saying that I'm the best ever because I'm not, I still have faults, but I can tell you I'm in a better spot now than what I was. But the stories I used to tell and the profanity I used to use told what my inside was like. And so now that I've cleaned up my inside and I've tried to turn my focus more towards the Lord, everything I say gets a little better, It gets a little sweeter. I'm not saying I don't have my bad moments and that I don't pick stupid arguments and that I am not sarcastic and I don't get mad sometimes because I do. But I'm saying in every situation we need to try to be better. Because in every disagreement, somebody has control of that disagreement. In every argument that me and my wife have ever had, one of us can step up and take control of that argument and make it better than what it could be. But a lot of times we wanna lash back and we wanna talk back and we wanna make them hurt the way that we've hurt and everybody set out to hurt people. But when we set out to love and to fix a situation and to help somebody grow bigger and stronger than what they are now, we've set out for the right reason. It doesn't matter what they come at you with. Because you're here to love on them and you're here to help them and it doesn't matter what they say to you. Because you're in control. And what they're speaking may be anger and it may be blasphemy, but it doesn't have to affect you. You don't have to jump on that train you can control it by what you say there was an ag teacher one time at a national FFA convention that I watched a video on he got kids up on stage and he put some glasses on he said make fun of me and these three people these three kids teenagers started making fun of him and the more he rebuttaled against them and the more he spoke back to them the harder they came And the faster they came, and the more he said, and the worse it got. And he said, all right, all right, all right. Now, coming at me with the same thing. So they stepped back, and they started bashing him. And again, he's like, that's okay. And he started responding politely. And I could tell you that that lasted about a quarter of the time because they had no more sayings to come against him with because everything he responded was out of kindness and out of love and eventually they got to the point where these kids were actually feeling bad even though it was just to show something but that really does show something that they actually started feeling bad of making fun of this guy because everything he came back was was like well yeah man maybe we'll talk later yeah maybe on down the line we can be friends or Yeah, it'd be great if sometime you would eat lunch with me, or I could make you something, or I could help you with something. And it got to the point where they were speechless. Because the guy stepped up and took control of the argument with kindness. And it left no room for anger anymore. Now, they may get to the point where they just turn and walk away from you. But that's okay, because guess what you represented when you were in that situation? the light of glory you represented God because you didn't lash out in hate and you didn't lash out at anger it doesn't matter what they say to you you have the ability to respond in any manner which you please and we have to remember that we've got to respond in a way that we're reflecting the kingdom of God because that is now what we stand for once we've accepted him as a Savior we've stepped into that light we have stepped up to that responsibility And we have to remember that in every situation, even though it gets hard, and even though people are cursing you to your face and trash-talking your family, there's a time to stand up for what you believe, but you don't have to do it out of anger. Jesus cleared the temple because He loved His Father, and He'd done it for the kingdom of God. He cleared it and made it holy again. And he made the people realize that they were in the wrong for what they were doing. There's a way to go about things. There's a way that you can stand up for what you believe in a loving manner. Because a lot of times, just like I said this morning, you have to separate the sin from the sinner and realize when Satan's controlling somebody and using them to get at you and poke at you and point at you, Because a lot of times, Satan controls a lot of people. Me and my wife have both experienced it. Whenever you're fixing to step out in faith, you can guarantee you that Satan is going to use somebody in your life that will try to hold you back. When I felt the call to start preaching, I had somebody very close to me. I really respected their opinion. And they came at me and I knew I I was like that is not even a response that they would ever even come with but there's two parts there one they lived a life that I would knew that they would never respond like that they done their part right they were over here and when Satan tried to use them I was like man that's not even something that they would really say which is biblical right live a life that when they come with blasphemies against you that people they would be ridiculed and feel ashamed themselves for even saying it so they done what they were supposed to do but satan was trying to use somebody to discourage me and they came at me with negativity and dull reinforcement to try to get me to not step out in faith that's the kind of relationship i want with satan I want to wake up in the morning, my feet hit the floor, and he goes, oh, man, he woke up again. He's coming at me again today. He's going after my people today. That's what I want out of Satan. He's going to come at you when you step out in faith, and he's going to come at you through people. And a lot of times, it's a lot of vocal. And we get trapped up in a lot of vocal chitter-chatter. My wife, my daughter says, all you guys do is chat, chat, chat but we've got to remember the way we respond makes all the difference the way we respond in a situation makes all the difference I'm gonna finish this out in verse 11 says doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter can the fig tree my brethren bear olive berries either a vine figs so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. We have an opportunity to help each other, we have an opportunity to help the lost, but we've got to remember in every situation we can step up and control. A lot of words fall on listening ears. You know, everybody's kids go through that repeating stage. There's a stage you really got to watch out for if you're not careful. Luckily, I caught myself before they got to that stage. Me and my wife don't use profanity and things like that, so we don't. Now, they've said a couple words, and it's like, where did you hear that? But we knew it didn't come from us. So you can pour into other people's lives because then we had the ability to say have you ever heard mom and dad talk like that no you have not there's a reason because it's wrong it's useless so I just encourage you to spend time building each other up man there's so much negativity in this world there's enough of it out there for everybody more than enough to go around But let's spend time, let's let's speak encouraging words to each other. Shout out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Tell somebody you love them. Give them a hug. There's so much we can do in positivity that doesn't cost a dime. That can make a difference in somebody's world. It can make a difference in somebody's day. And you'll be shocked at how many people it'll just totally catch off guard because they're not used to it anymore. They're just not used to it. I remember when I was a kid riding down the road with my dad, everybody waved at everybody. You did not meet a car on the road where somebody wasn't waving at you and you weren't waving at them. And I can remember asking my dad, every person he waved at, who was that? Who was that? Who was that? that?" Now dad knew obviously about 90% of them when I was younger, but it didn't matter that 10% he still waved and they still waved back. Who was that? I don't know. So I tell Tate, who was that? I don't know. Why'd you wave at him? Just wanted to be nice. Oh, (laughs) you know, but it's the things that we do that make a difference to the younger generation. It's the things that Bob and Bobby and the older generation, Max and them that do that will affect me. Each generation is responsible for the next generation. And we're all accountable for each other. That's why we're here. That's why we like to fellowship because it gives us a chance to build each other up. It gives us a chance to hear some positivity in overall negative world. So take the opportunities when we have and don't speak negativity, but speak positivity into people. Speak life into people. Because if you're... Speaking life into people with a purpose and you're being nice because you want to show them the kingdom of God and you're intentional You'll see a difference People will start responding to you differently. I wave at a lot of people on the highway and sometimes you can see their face. They're like "Like, Who is that? But I also seen something on Facebook one time that was like there's a man in this kind of car And i always meet him at this time of the road and he's always smiling he's always waving i don't know who he is but thank you i was on facebook i mean it's cool because it makes a difference we don't realize that we can impact people like that but we do there's a lot of times that i don't feel like saying hi and being smiley and and wavy but i do because I know that if I go see Julie and I'm like, man, I've had the worst day and this life just sucks and I just can't keep going, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, it's just terrible and you never can't get ahead in life and you're gonna feed off that and it's gonna grow. And then the next person I'm like, wow, I was talking to Julie and, life, and her life is bad and my life is bad and it's just all bad. And they're gonna be like, yeah, it's just terrible. And it's, it compounds, but the same goes for the other way yeah, life's been a little rough lately, but you know what? I'm here. I'm still kicking. God's allowing me to breathe. Let's do this thing. You know? A little bit of positivity will go a long way. God tells us if we can bridle the tongue, we can bridle the whole body. He says it's an impossible feat, but so is acting like Jesus. But we've got to try to do it anyway. We've got to try to get there. Be intentional about building people up. Be intentional about not being negative. Any way that we can better ourselves, be intentional tomorrow. God, help me tomorrow. Help me on Monday of this week. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say anything negative today. I'm just not going to do it. And then next week, God, Monday and Tuesday. This week, Monday and Tuesday. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to speak negativity to anybody. It's only going to be positive. But we've got to start somewhere. Why not now? Why not here tonight we can speak life into people and I believe that's what God would want us to do and we have the power I'm gonna open up the altars if somebody needs guidance if somebody needs help if somebody just doesn't know what to say come talk to God today Come seek God. We talked about earlier about the fire and the desire to know the Lord, to have a more intimate relationship with the Lord. Now's the best time as any. You can get to know God on your knees in prayer amongst family. If you want us to surround you and pray over you, call us out and we'll do it because we want to speak life into our family every person here I hope wants to build the next person up if you would please stand with me we're gonna take a moment if you need prayer if you need prayer come up here and we'll pray with you if you're seeking something that you haven't had in a long time and that's a fire for God You can find it on your knees, surrounded by family. Pray from where you're at. Just open your hearts to God. Let God feel you in every possible aspect of your life. And say, God, this week I want to be intentional this week about building others around me up. I want to refine my desire, God. I want to go back to the, the day that I was saved and I found my salvation, Lord. That energy, that positivity, Lord, that's what I want to find. That's what I want to use this week. We're just going to take a moment of silence if anybody needs prayer. If anybody wants to pray with anybody, the altars are open and you can come pray.